Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Arrow on Target. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Arrow on Target. We are your hosts. That's right, John. This is episode something. This, this one's called The Beacon of hope. The beacon of hope. The beacon of hope. And it's, this it's is very, another returning villain. It's very punny. Yes, it's a returning villain actually who originated on The Flash. Yep. Well, it was um, a crossover, wasn't it? Uh, was it the crossover? I don't know. It, it originated in Central City um, on on uh, the Flash with those things, and this episode really kind of felt similar to like some of the Flash episodes. It's, yeah. it's it's the second episode in a row that's pretty cool because it's like set aside where it's like they're they're not dealing with kind of the main villain type situation, but they're. Um, it's kind of comic booky at the same time where there's some of this setup is, is very uh, very comic booky, right? Um, and we have a lot featuring a lot of one of my favorite. A rising favorite characters um, of uh, oh man what's his what's his name I've, obviously he's my favorite character Chris because I can't remember his name Curtis mm. that's his name yes um, and who is actually like they they are slowly transitioning him into that like Mr. Terrific kind of role right. um, with his like exploding uh, tea, tea balls. I don't even know what to call them. Yeah. They're, they're like those, uh, the, the things with a T on them. And it's like, that is, is a blatant like Mr. Terrific reference. Well, there. at the end of the episode, he's, he said something about like terrific, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. And like, and then, uh, and, and Oliver has called him terrific before as well. Right. I was like, oh, you're pretty terrific. Yeah. And it's like, they're just, they're just going to make this happen eventually. That was funny how, how, uh, angry Oliver got at him. Oh my gosh. Like that was like super strange too. <laughs> like, um, I, I, his reaction to finding out like who each of them are, um, like finding out who the arrow is and, and basically sneaking into, uh, the arrow cave, which apparently the elevator is not secure. Nope. Not at all. No thumbprint. No, like, Handprint, no retina scan. There's literally no like he didn't have to. Like, to I'm do surprised much. he's the first person. I'm surprised the mailman didn't stumble down there somehow. <laughs> the UPS guy. There's just, there's just like a uh, you know a, a, like a drunk college student coming from a bar. Yeah. ends up down there. Oh my gosh, what is this for place? real? <laughs> and then just dies because there's so many weapons just lying out in the open, just arrows. If you fall down in the wrong area in the arrow cave, you're just dead. Psh. Anyway, so, so moving on with this episode, the uh, the villain, Chris, mm. the B mm-hmm. villain. Um, the one thing I, I found very comic booky and very awesome, but also like very confusing at the same time, is the uh, the the B man. Yeah, like where they would all combine into like this this super strong B dude. I feel right. like it was less threatening whenever they were the there was the B man than whenever there was just a giant swarm of deadly killer bees oh yeah i'm like i'm way way more uh, frightened of all the bees than i am of this bee man yeah it's like although it, he beat the crap out of oliver that's true and i guess he can punch you but it's like why didn't they just sting again and it would have been agreed like, would have been a, such such a more simple and elegant solution yes um but then again villains are not necessarily uh the most simple and elegant people um but yeah so this episode was, was pretty good i i enjoyed that i enjoyed the kind of uh the Felicity being like a John McClane kind of a character yep. um, that felt really fun where she's like saving the, <laughs> the board members in the secret elevator. Right. That was really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, yeah, there's, it was some diehard references for sure. Some callbacks. There was also uh, you know how like um, 
uh, Lance said something about Independence Day. Yeah. You know, like whenever they infect the the one bee with the virus and it infects them all, you know. Like, <laughs> That's right. It's the same thing they did in Independence so Day. Good. You know? <laughs> so good, man. And it's like, yeah, they make like multiple like references like that, which is which is hilarious because last episode we we kind of played off the fact that nobody was up in pop culture or whatever other than other than uh yeah. uh, uh, other than Thea. And so now everybody's like riffing on all this stuff. So um but yeah, dude, I uh, I truly enjoyed this episode. It kind of was that standalone situation, and uh, the things I didn't like about it, I think more sprung from like the flashbacks and things. Like again, just not even gonna not even gonna talk about it because it was even less of a thing this episode. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think this is the episode whenever uh, Damien Dark's um, wife actually took power, right? Or was it the next one? Um, like she's the mayor. Is I'm this one or the next pretty one? Pretty sure. I mean, that was all happening through this episode and the next episode. But definitely, like that's where we're that's that's where we're headed with with her character. Like she, it, she's basically completely taking over the uh, the Damien Dark side of things uh, in, in, now at right. this point. Right. Um. Which is which is interesting. Um. But not necessarily like like I think we talked about last week on the on the the show here or last last episode. Um. It's just like why uh, he's well, not as threatening this episode, and it's just like he's just in jail now. Yeah, again, like you think about like last season, and I think last season, or even you know, uh, season two, like when we ramped up into the to the end of the season, like we were mm-hmm. ramping at this point, you know, uh, and I think definitely next episode like starts going there. Yeah, but. I, and I like these kind of asides where like we can deal with smaller villains right. or, you know, like we don't have to like always be focused on Damien dark. Right. But it's just, it feels weird this time around. Yeah, it does. And it feels like it almost feels like it was a, a move to extend the season and slow it down a little bit mm. because we had all this momentum moving into, uh, whenever we finally like confronted him and captured him and, and broke the, uh, the idol a few episodes ago. But now that that's happened, things aren't moving forward on that front. And so, but we're still seeing lots of screen time with it and uh, maybe not lots necessarily, but like we're seeing enough screen time for me to question, why is this here? And it, I, I guess it's just to answer the question of like, well, what's going on with Malcolm in prison or not Malcolm. Uh, well, I guess Malcolm he's in the, involved in all this too, but what's going on with Damien dark in prison and, and how is he coping with this stuff? And it's like from the get go, Damien dark has not been a, um, a particularly likable villain. Right. It's not like he's... You don't even really love to hate him. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, at this point, even... Brother Blood was a was a more fleshed out villain right. than he is. Right. And, and with, with Damien Dark, it's kind of like, since he's come out, it's not... Like, since he was out in the open, and since we knew it was him, it's not like you're like, oh, I wonder what what Damien's going to do now, or what, what is it, what's he up to? And so to show that side of him, I have no no... Part of me is like, oh, I'm curious about how Damien Dark is handling prison. Right. You know, and so like whenever he uh, whenever he gets on top of basically uh, at the end of the episode, it take, takes over the the criminal underworld of the prison or whatever. Yeah. It's like this could have happened off screen. Right. And I would have been 100% happy with it. It doesn't make him more threatening that this is the case. It's because I just would have assumed that it would have happened anyway. It's kind of like a Lex Luthor situation um, in, in the comics or in like uh, – TV shows, like not necessarily in the movies, but in in like uh, Justice League or whatever. It's like, of course, Lex Luthor is going to be on top of whatever food chain he is involved in, and so if he's in prison, he's going to be the head guy in the prison, you know. And so, uh, in my mind, of course, Damian Dark is going to be manipulative and is going to get the upper hand somehow um, in prison. So yeah. we didn't need to necessarily see it. Right. Right. Agreed. Um, 
How many hoods are you gonna give this? I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna give this one a good three hoods. Like, okay. I, I, there was just some questions I had about. It. I liked a lot of uh, a lot of the elements that were in there, but it wasn't wasn't like a a driving force episode where I was like, man, this is this was a necessary piece of the puzzle, yeah. or or even like a uh, a fun like a. a 100% necessary aside, you know, like whereas last week's episode, it was like, man, with the Cupid thing, this was an aside and we, we didn't really progress very far, uh, with the main thing, but it was a super cool aside. This one, it introduces some questions and it, other than setting up the Curtis character, which is like my 100%, like that's, I want to go there. Um, this one really didn't do a whole ton for me. I'm going to do uh 3.5. Ooh. Gets the point five because of the uh, Die Hard references. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I could I could go there too. I could I could bump <laughs> it up for the Die Hard thing, especially like the elevator situation. You're just like, this is crazy awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's it for this week. We uh, will be back next week to talk uh, talk about the next episode, and uh, and we're very close to the end of both of these seasons of, of Flash and uh, of Arrow. So check out our, our uh, Arrow podcast or our Flash podcast, um, Flash on Target. You can find that as well as our main podcast called Stay on Target at your favorite podcast service of choice: Google Play, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, all of those places. Um, you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com on Twitter at Chris at 250 and John Wright 777 and at Target Pod. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Arrow on Target. Target.